Uh, okay, let's get started with Parshas, Parshas Noach, Tavshin Pei Beis, and we will uh, start with the beginning. Start with uh, the, the Mabel and the reasons for the the reasons for the Mabel. The Torah tells us, Ela told us, Noach, <coughs> Noach is Sadik Tamimayeh B'Darosav. Noach had children, but Tishachis Haaretz Lafneho Elokim, but Timale Haaretz Chamas. Right, the land was filled. Uh, with hashchasa, with destruction, with spiritual destruction, and it was filled with chamas. And Hashem sees the land, and it is mushchas, and it is uh, destroyed spiritually. Hashem says to Noach, I'm going to bring an end. Why? Because of chamas. Chamas is repeated. And I now will destroy the land. Unlike beforehand, it says, it was nishchase, it was already destroyed. It was self-destroyed. But now Hashem says, I'm going to bring it to a new level of destruction. But Rashi says, as we know, here on Pasuk Yud Aleph and Pasuk Yud Beis, Batishaches, what is the destruction that's referred to? Washon erva, avodas elilim, erva, gili arayis, avodazara, v'chulu. Ki is kolbar. Batimal Eretz Chamas, Gezel. So that is Rashi. And Kiishcha is called Basar, Bilachim Ba'of, and then the Fubsukim later, Hashem says to Noach, I'm going to destroy Kimal Eretz Chamas, Mipneim. Chamas, why Chamas? Says Rashi, quoting the Gemara, Lo Nechtam Gzardinam, Ela Al Hagezel. There were many Averis. But the one that broke the camel's back, the one that destroyed the world, was Chamas, was Gezel, was stealing. And the question that many Mepharshim ask is, what, what was so unique about that sin? There were many sins. That's not in the hierarchy of, of sins. That's not even in the, in the highest level. There's no punishment for, for stealing. Right? It's what's called a la fanita glace. It can be fixed with an ase by giving it back. It's not even a, 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 a lot that you get punished for. So what exactly is the reason that gezel stands out? And there are some that say gezel is is um, symbolic. Gezel just means that they didn't use their kohos for what they are supposed to use it for, the chilushi rim we've mentioned in the past. So every avera is really gezel, because we're using the kohos that Hashem gave us for, for things, for actions that He didn't give us the powers for. But let's take gezel uh, literally, stealing. So what is it? So let's learn together a Shemi Shmuel. Says the Shemi Shmuel in source number one. V'yesh lahavin. Harei... There were Averos that were more Chamur. Two of the big three. The Gezel, Yisrael, Enu, Alav. And Gezel, Moses, Tzolosa, say. So the Ramban says, it's Mitzvah Muskalos, Ein Batzorach L'Navi, Mazir. Maybe it's one of the logical Mitzvahs that we're supposed to know even without being commanded. Okay. But he has another idea. Yesh lo marod on line eight. Dehine ola mazeh hutzel vedugma lo ola elyon. Says the Shemi Shmuel in a classic Shemi Shmuel type of idea. I can't say I'm, I'm as well versed as I should be in the Shemi Shmuel, the Rebbe of Sachachav. But let's learn this one together. Ola mazeh is a reflection and mirror of of the upper worlds. The world that we live in is a mirror. And it has parallel rules. And the gashmi, the physical realm, is a shadow and a reflection of the spiritual. And just like there is physical food that we need to be nourished, just like our physical body needs nourishment, so too our spiritual body needs nourishment. Torah, tefillah, connection. That many say. But he goes a step further. Just like there are physical maladies, there are illnesses for the physical body, so too there are plagues and illnesses for the spiritual body. And he quotes from the Cholos It's a gift that we don't even realize is a gift. You ever walk into one's home after a long day and say, wow, I am starving. I'm so hungry. And all we think about is that we need food. Imagine if our body didn't recognize when it was starving. 
Imagine if we didn't get pangs of hunger. Imagine what that would be like. Let's say you forget to eat. It's pretty dangerous. Sometimes somebody is ill and they don't feed, they lose their appetite. We have to force feed them because they don't want to eat. They don't have an appetite. But you, you, it's dangerous. You have to eat. Says the Chavos Halavavos. That's a gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We have warning signs. Hashem tell, created our bodies, and our body tells us when it's hungry, when it's starving, when it needs nourishment. If I don't eat, I'm hungry. We're so busy, we're involved in a million other things, so we just won't eat. Sometimes we we actually don't eat. We'll skip a meal or two, but at some point we'll have to we'll have to eat. And if we never realized that, we'd get weaker and weaker until we die. That's why Hashem created us that we're hungry. We're hungry when we don't eat. Right? That will remind him. Venire. Let's go one step further. Another gift that we don't always think it's a gift. What if we have an infection somewhere in our body? Right? Our, that limb. What if we are, one of our limbs are in danger? So we often the limb hurts us. What a gift from Hashem. Right, what if we stub our toe and we injure it? If we didn't, Rahman al-Islam, sometimes, you know, after a stroke, there are those that, that don't realize parts of their body are there and it's very dangerous. Right, even without that, without the extreme case, let's say somebody gets, uh, goes to the dentist and has anesthesia, you can't eat. Why can't you eat for a certain amount of time? Because you're not going to realize that there's food there that's stuck there that could go down the wrong, pe- the wrong pipe and it's dangerous if we don't feel it. We feel pain. So we'll know that we have to ask, get medicine. That's in terms of the physical. It's the same in the spiritual realm. Our neshama screams out when it's starving, when it's hungry. We just have to pay attention. We have to, we have to listen. Well, we have to listen. The mission in Perkyavos. A Bosco goes out every day from Harsinai and cries for the people who don't give, don't give proper cover for the Torah. So who hears that Bosco? Most of us don't hear that Bosco. But those of us who take learning Torah seriously, those who dedicate an hour each week to listen to a Parsha Shir, right? That, they hear the Bosco. We hear the Bosco. But, oh, he quotes it. The, the moments of inspiration that we feel at various moments during the day, during the year, that's our body calling out because it's hungry and it's thirsty. And it needs, it needs to be nourished. It needs to be nourished. Whenever, says the... Shemi Shmuel, whenever there's a sin done and we're distanced from Hashem and that limb that's parallel to the mitzvah or that part of our neshama is drying up, it's starving, it calls out, there's a chance, it calls out for tshuva, except for one. Except for one sin. Skip a couple of lines. avon gezel But when we take from others, you know what part of the punishment is? It's taken from us that drive to want to rid ourselves of the sin. It's still possible, but the special siyat of the Shmaya, the inner striving of our neshama to want to cleanse ourselves, which is natural. Hashem put it into the Bria. That's taken from us. On Shosha goes to Mimenoha, that's why it's. It's hard. That's why we lose hope. And that's why it's different than other Averis. Why is Gezel the final straw? Because all the other Averis are more, yes, per se, they're more stringent in some ways, looked at independently. But in terms of changing one's life, in terms of the changing the society, all of society involved in certain sins... There's nothing like Gezel, says the Shem Yishmuel. We already have Mamari Chazal, that on a national level, Hashem is more makped on Beinadam Lachavero 
then a benadam lamakom. Right, the Yerushalmi, I think in Peah, talks about the door of Achav and the door of David, the door of Achav, at least they got along with each other. Right, and that's why they, they were able to be victorious in war. So when it comes to on the national level, not just on the national, on the universal level, on the worldly level, we're talking about in this regard, so there's nothing like it. Skip a couple of lines. What does it mean, Gzardin, Gemardin? It's not going to change. Od bo nishmaso, as long as he has the nishama, yikav, lechubas, yisir admaso. Kimuzo no sever fuas an efesh kanal hema maskirin oso. There are maskirim, just like our physical body is starving, our physical body screams out when it's in pain. Again, it's an amazing thought. The next time we, we, uh, bump our shin into a low table, it's a gift, it's a gift, I'm so happy that I, we have to, it's a, it's a hard one to recognize and feel at the, at the moment, but, Ultimately, when we're, you know, in, in cold time, we could uh, try to appreciate uh, everything Hashem does for our bodies and realize that it's, it applies in the spiritual sense as well. Okay. Another answer or related question. Related. If you look now in the Likute Yoshua, we haven't quoted from him in a little while. Likute Yoshua, Yoshua Scheinfeld, learned in Lublin, later on in New York. Likute Yoshua quotes from Rashi, same Rashi, Based on the Gemara, Kimolar, it's Chamas, Lonechtam, Zardinam, Ela, Lagezel. Ra'isi, Besefer, Echad. I once saw. Shediyek, Delachar, Nenash, Daramabal, Alis, Gearayas. Vachem, Barashi, Lael. Vatishaches, Lashen, Erva. Kishchus, Kopasir, Zdarko, Afilu, Behem, Avachulu. Right, so he's going to give, again, a little depth to the Gezel. Why Dafka Gezel? But he has another question first. The Medrash tells us, right, we're familiar with this Medrash from Parshas Tazriya Mitzorah. Remember Parshas Tazriya Mitzorah? There's three different types of saras. There's saras on one's body, there's saras on one's begadim, and there's saras on houses, which there's a machlokas in Chazal, whether it ever occurred or not. There's one opinion in Sanhedrin that it never happened. Rashi al says it did happen, and, um, and Mariam hid the treasures inside and so he could break open. But Rashi there quotes... This idea of the Medrash, line four. Ein baal rachamim nogeb and afashas chila. When we're, Hashem wants to punish us, He doesn't go to our bodies first. And He starts from without to within. First, saras on the house. That doesn't work. Then saras on the begadim. And that doesn't work. Saras on the body. We didn't get the message. That's not to say rachman alitzlan. Rachman alitzlan. If somebody has a physical illness today that they didn't get the message from outside. Right, physical illnesses today are, are, are not saras. Saras in the days of old was a direct um, message from God in the days of, of Nevi'im that Hashem was trying to tell the person something. The Gemara lists off various averis. Holy today, we don't understand it. Great tzaddikim uh, suffered from illnesses. But uh, we're talking about in the, in the, the, the idea. The idea in terms of with this clear punishment. So the Medrash says that Hashem starts with the property first. So why by the Doramabal did he go straight for the jugular? Went straight for the bodies. He warned, he warned, but Hashem didn't punish them before the Mabal came. Why did Hashem go straight for the bodies? Says the... Likute Yehoshua. Ela shebe'emes. Ein hamamo nechshab kimamono shal adam urechush ha-shayach lo. Ela mashabal yado betzedek uveyosher. Hashem could only do that if it's your assets. If we own assets, then Hashem could punish our house and then our clothing and then us. It could go in that order. But what if everything I have is not really mine? What if I have was gotten illegally? If it's all mine, could cause us to lose our property. And if we do tshuva, then great. But if we got it through theft and robbery, it's not mine. When Hashem's going to punish my money first, it's not my money. Right, everything I have is not this. So, because there was gazelle, that's why the marble happened. Because there was no earlier stage that was possible. 
if it was taken illegally, it's got to go straight for the physical destruction. There was not one person in the entire world besides Noach and his family, not one, or else they would have been on the Teva. There was not one person that had their own property. It was all Right? Gone from others. Gone from others. Remember the Gemara? The Gemara tells us, you know what they used to do? They used to steal a little bit at a time. They wanted to hold themselves as, as uh, you know, what are we? We're, we're noble. We don't, we don't uh, vi- do violations. So they used to steal pachas b'shem pruta. Over and over and over again. But each one, pachas b'shem pruta. No, we only need a tiny amount. Mochel, automatic mechila. But by the time that it was finished, you know, there, was, there was nothing left. V'dog Lashen Rashi, HaKadosh. V'tira, and that's what Rashi tells us. Kibayam has Nashu Alarayas. Right, how do you put the two Rashis together? Pasuk Yedalaf Yedbeis. Right, what does Rashi say? Hashem says the world was destroyed because of Avodizara and Giliarayas, and then it says Chamas. How do you put them together? Because you're right, all the Averis were, were their destruction. But the reason that there was, they had to go straight for the bodies first was because of Gezel. Because that first step wasn't, wasn't possible. Okay, so we continue, and the pasuk tells us, "Vayar Elohim es aris v'neshchasa kishlos kol baser es darko alaris." Hashem saw the land that it was dis- it was abominable. Kishlos kol baser es darko alaris. Hashem saw the land. Says the Nitziv. Source number three. Ask the Nitziv. What does it mean that Hashem saw the land? Shouldn't it be the inhabitants of the land? Hachimi boy, Vayaralakim Kishkos Kalbasar. Why does it say Vayaralakim Sars Vinen Vinenishasa? The land what the land do wrong. It's the people on the land. What does it mean that Hashem saw the land? That it was destroyed, and then the Pasik says, because all people destroyed their way on the land. What does that first half of the Pasik mean? So we expanded upon this about ten years ago from the Beis Halevi, which we're going to review by the Shem in the, in the next source. But first we'll see it from the the Nitziv, and then we'll get back to the Beis Halevi. Similar thought, but here we go. Says the Nitziv, El Achi Birusho, Kigam Admas Haares the land itself, the physical ground, became tainted and stained and deserving, not deserving that it has a, like, it had to be destroyed. Why? Because Hashem gives the land, koach, the land is there to service the beings upon it. And if there are no beings deserving upon it, then the land itself falls away. So what does it say? Hashem saw the land, Nishchasa, key. What's the key? The key is explaining why the land became Mushchas. Ki hishchus kolbasar, as Darko Alaretz. Upirish hatam yishim shishchus kolbasar. Vitivo ki kolbirya yishla teva miyuchad bimazon osev avir aroyla. Because every creature has a certain nature and environment that is appropriate for it. And once the being is not worthy of being, so then the land that it's on is not worthy. And he says, look what I wrote back in Bracious in last week's parsha." So we do that. He cross-references himself in source number four. In source number four. There, last week's parsha, it says that Hashem created Adam from the Adama. Afar min ha'adama. And what does the Gemara in Sanhedrin say? And Rashi quotes it. Hashem took dirt from everywhere on earth in order to form Adam. Afar min ha'adama. He quotes it. Ki beitz mikol chelgi adama afar. Mizeh ha'makom ma'ad and mizeh ma'at. A little bit from every place. Velo mikol chayi behema v'chaya. Animals, it doesn't say that Hashem took from everywhere. It says that the animals came out of the ground, but it doesn't say that they came out from dirt from all over the, the earth. Only by Adam Barishon. Why? The time of Shaldavar says the Nitziv, and this relates to what he says in this week's parsha. 
Shemeshuna Teva Ha'adam People are different than animals. In this regard, Every animal needs a certain climate, an environment that it needs to live in. Polar bears can't live near the Amazon. Right? And certain types of leopards can't live in Antarctica. And penguins can't live in the middle of a city. Right? Dogs and cats, every animal has its habitat. And that habitat was created by Hashem, specifically tailored towards those beings, those animals. And that's the earth that created those animals. Whatever the earth that it is able to live on. Man was created from dirt from all over the globe. Because man could live anywhere. I don't know if Hashem took from the middle of the North Pole, but you can go there and then leave, but we get the idea. Cold, hot, medium, northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, western, eastern. Man's all over the place. There's no animal that is everywhere in every single climate. Mashenkin Adam Notsar Baofanshu Yachol Lichyos Bachalolam Baby Makam Ayoser Kar Baby Makam Shioser Kham Vinizonim Bachalofan Shamakam Gorim. The Makam is Gorim, and that comes why? How? Because Hashem took dirt from all over the earth in order to create man. That's why it's possible. Al Kain, Kibet Sakarishbarhu offer Mikochalke Adam. And then he talks about certain types of Midos. Animals have certain midos about them, right? Azkanamer, Azkanamer, But man has all the midos, because again, we are all inclusive. Says the Nitziv, once the beings on the land were not worthy of living there, then Mamela, the lands self imploded, because it's only there for those animals and people to live on. Related to this is the Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi is longer. I gave you the first part of it on page source number five. Again, I didn't even give you the whole thing here, but uh, a good chunk of it. Again, we have the Beis HaLevi on Chumash, on Bracious, and Shmos. So these are the Parshios. These are the Svarim that we have to, uh, to use it. So that's where he talks about the idea that the Gemara mentions in Sanhedrin. Again, it's related, not exactly the same, but it's related, that even the animals were being Mizdavig B'Sha'in Aminam. Right, which is very strange. Why would a, uh, an elephant have a taiva for a hippopotamus? Right, it's not natural. It's not uh, instinctive. Animals act based on instinct. So the Gemara tells us, and Rashi quotes it, that even the animals were, were, were pairing off with, with uh, different species. How is that? There's no taiva for that. So explains the Beis HaLevi. People influence their surroundings. People influence other people. That's that's known. Right? We're influenced. But an animal doesn't have a Yitzhahara. But there's something natural. Line 30. I'm not going to read all of his sources. Zohar is in Midrashim. Rako Inyan. Dekemo Adam Poel Ba'atzmo Al Yidei Hergelo B'Mas Just like a person within himself. I condition myself, the more I act in a certain way, the more I become a certain way. And it becomes second nature. Whatever I do, I want to do more. I'm comfortable doing it. So I influence myself every act that I do. Even if I know intellectually that it's not good for me, I'll keep doing it because that's what I'm used to. We not only affect ourselves, we affect the world around us. People, obviously, and also even, well, let's just read it. We even affect the animals around us. We affect the environment around us. If we bring Tahara into the world, then the world around us becomes a more Tahara place. Remember the Gemara in uh, Makos? One of the Kohanim Gedolim was was, uh, called to task because within a certain radius of where he was, there was a murder. And somebody was killed. What does that have to do with me? 
you're the Kohen Gadol. A certain rate, if, if we were on such a high level, then Mamela, you know, it would, uh, it would be Nimshach. Kikain Yasan Malko Shel Olam. Because that is what, line 46, that's what Hashem put into the world. We're influenced. We influence. And he says that even applies to the animals. That even applies to the world around us. The animals didn't have any taiva. But once that tumah was in the world, the idea of being with other species, so to speak, so that was, that was in the world. But we have to realize our influence. That's what he quotes from the Gemara and Chagiga in the next column. When a tzaddik is zocha, he not only takes his own chelik in Gan Eden, he takes his friend's chelik. Why? Because we influence. If I influence my friend and cause them to be uplifted, then I get a share. I get a share in, in what he achieved. And the opposite, Rahman al-Islam. Nizchayev Rasha. I didn't work hard like my friend did. He should get his own chilek. The answer is no, it does. We influence. People, we, we, we live, Hashem created us that we are connected to each other and we need to live with each other and we influence each other. And the more we spread, the more we exude Tara and mitzvot and Kedusha, the more that could go on our record as well. And that's what he even says on the top of the next page. There's one more paragraph I gave you of the Beis HaLevi. That's another pshat of the Mishnah in Pirkei Yavos. Where the Mishnah says, din We're going to have to give a din v'cheshbon in the future. What is din and what is cheshbon? Well, many different pshatim given. Some say din is what we did, cheshbon is what we could have done. Right? Uh, but he says, says the Beis Alevi, Din v'cheshbon did is what we did, and cheshbon is the effects of our actions on others. Dehem shtei b'chinos, didinu al-maisim sha'asa ba'atzmo, v'cheshbon hu sh'machashvin imo al-cheshbon, kama me'achalakim yeshlo b'maisav shal chavero. And therefore, we always have to recognize the power that we have. The power that we have, not even only on, first and foremost, on ourselves. Right? On ourselves. The more we recognize, and not just in the negative, as the Gemara says, Kivish Avera, right, once, twice, Hutchalo, but hopefully in the world of mitzvahs too. The more we get into good habits, the more we get into, you know, um, Chesed habits that affects us, but then that affects our neighbors, and that even affects the world around us. The world around us. Okay. Moving right along. So one of the questions that's asked by all the Mepharshim is, why did Noach daven? Why didn't Noach daven? Hashem says, Noach, I'm going to destroy the world. Noach doesn't say a word. Noach complies like a good listener Build a teva, I'll build a teva. Do this, he does it. Whatever Hashem asks. Right, what happens? The whole discussion, Hashem says to Noach, and this is what you should do. There's no interruption. What happens? The whole parak, all the parak, vav, take food, take animals. What's the, what, what's the only thing? Vayas Noach. Noach does it. Noach does it. Parak Zion. Hashem says to Noach, go to the table. Take from these animals because another seven days I'm going to bring it. What's his reaction? Noach does it. They come to the table. They go in. And then you have the mabel. So the question that many Mepharshim ask, mostly Achronim, and that is the contrast between Noach and Avraham. Right, Avraham Avinu in a couple of weeks, Hashem says to Avram, stone is going down, and Avram doesn't stop davening. What if there are 50, 45, 40, 30, 20, 10? He didn't go less than 10 because of Noah. Noah was davening for the whole world. But did Noah know there was not one? Because he'd been. T- That's one answer. Maybe he did try, but right away he didn't even say anything. Maybe he knew how low they were. But what's the difference? 
So many fourth Noach. Many fourth Noach. And that's a big discussion. Noach versus Abraham. Many of the talk about that. If he was in this generation, Noach is one of the most ambiguous um, personalities in the entire Torah. Right? To put a finger on Noach. Um, but we're not going to do that right now. We're just going to see it through the eyes of the Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim tells us there were two... There were two things that tipped off Noah. That makes it different than Abraham. And, ex- and ex- he explains. The Eish Lase's lave. Madua Helem Ayin Maso Staka Bibne Doro Lavakish Rachem Malayam Lilafayashem. Why didn't he ask? Separate question, independently. Hashem Avram Davind, Moshe Davind. Whenever Hashem wanted to destroy anybody, except if it was your enemy, you davened. So why didn't he daven? And then, especially with the contrast, Avraham learned from him. So he was the model for Avraham, but he was a model. Avraham learned from him. Maybe he would have. Maybe Hashem would have saved the world. Even for less than that, Achain says the Archaim. One is a linguistic answer, and one is a logical answer. Points. Achain midevri Hashem shediber lenoach giladaita lenoach from Hashem's words. He let Noach know he had over muchlat beinei Hashem lahashchis v'lo nasan makom lenoach lespala. What did Hashem tell Avraham? What did Hashem tell Avram later on when we talk about uh, Avram davening and uh, to see if he was going to destroy Lot? Right? What does he say? Let me just, I can't find it now. So he says, Erdana ve'ere ve'yifim shama nashim. Right, starting with the beginning. Ve'yom Hashem zakastom amarki rabba v'chadasom kigabdam ma'od. Hashem says, I hear their cry. Their sin is great. Let me check it out. Let me decide. No decision has been made yet. Avram jumps on that. What does Hashem tell Noach? Noach, build a teva. I am destroying the world. Doesn't sound like there's any wiggle room. Doesn't sound like there's there's an opportunity. So that's what Noah understands. Okay, Hashem's telling me to build the teva. I'll build the teva. Kate's called basar v'nei mashchitz and behechlit mashikadam lo v'akom l'spalel. Hashem says he's doing this. Mashenke k'shidiber dvar l'avra moments anu shidiber k'dvar ma'ela elanosan l'makom l'spalel. Number one. Number one. And also by Moshe, he says, "V'chein tipsa b'davar l'Moshe b'tachachos alavon Yisrael lo hechlet akzera u'bezeh makom matzah makom l'spalal." Moshe Rabbeinu also wasn't as muchlat, but then he says, "There's a logical difference." V'odlo kilo matzah pesach ka'avram u'Moshe shetamam v'nimukamimam. Avram and Moshe had a good reason to open up and to ask. Shalohayet zadhechrech b'davar lahodiyam Hashem. Why did Hashem tell them? Why did Hashem just do what he wanted to do? Why did he come to them and say, Avraham, I'm going to destroy a stone? He could have just destroyed a stone. Avraham didn't need to know. He could have just destroyed by Moshe Rabbeinu. He could have destroyed B'nai Yisrael without telling Moshe. For he said, It's clearly that he's giving him the opportunity. Avraham, I'm going to destroy a stone. Wink, wink. Right? He's... he's Alluding to him, hinting to him that there's, there's a chance. By Noach, what he wasn't going to tell Noach to destroy, though he was destroying the world, he had to tell Noach. He had to tell Noach to build the table. There was no reason, there was no way he couldn't tell Noach. There was nothing extra. So for those reasons, 
Right? There was no, nothing that tipped him off that he there was an extra coming to him. That's why Noach didn't think. So again, this is defending Noach. Right? Noach would have davened, but he realized that it was already decided. And there was nothing that he felt in Hashem's actions that, that showed him anything, uh, that there was an opportunity. So Noach listens. So Noach does what he's supposed to do. He builds the teva, and then Noach finally goes into the teva. But when he goes in, Chazal pick up on one word in the Torah. One word. Vayavo Noach perak zayin pasak zayin. Seven, seven. Vayavo Noach vauvane veishtoa unesheva la teva mipnei mehamabu. Noach and his family go into the teva mipnei mehamabu. And a Rashi that is discussed by many mafarshim. Af Noach Miktan, every word here also is discussed by, by every Mefarish. Dikdukim. Noach was Miktane Amonahaya. Ma'amin ve'eno ma'amin. It's also a question of where you put the comma. But let's just say the Pashup shot of the Rashi. He believed and he didn't believe. Shiyavu Amabel. Velonichmas Lateva Shedachaku Hamayim. He was one of, he was a, he of little faith. He wasn't sure if the Mabel was actually going to come, so he waited until Mamisha was coming, and that's what it means. He went, Mipnei Mea Mabel. Mipnei Mea Mabel. So, the question is, what does that mean? He was Miktani Amana, right? Noach was Noach, Sadik, Tamahayib, the Rosav. We're talking about Noach here. He built the Teva. The Torah says he built the Teva and he did what Hashem said. And Chazal pick up on a Diyak, Mipnei Mea Mabel. What exactly is the uh, the message? So, again, many Pshatim given. So, this year we'll learn Rabbi Yosef Nechemiah. Yosef Nehemiah Kornitzer, last row in Krakow, father-in-law of Rabbi Shapsi Frankel, of Rambam fame. But Rav Kornitzer says in source number eight, quotes Rashi, V'tzarach biyur, ha'yitachin, she'tzadik tamim lo yamin, such a tzadik wouldn't believe, v'od ma'o washen af, sh'mashmush tafel uzulaso. Okay. V'nira l'fi inyanin. Hine yisod ha'emuna l'ha'amin ki akom me'is Hashem. Emuna means believing that Hashem's in charge. That's Emuna. Believing that Hashem's in charge. But that's not where Emuna ends. And that's not the only part of Emuna. Emuna means I trust that Hashem is in charge, but I do my part. I'm not standing there waiting for a miracle. That's not emuna. Emuna means I'm going to try hard. I'm going to do everything I can. I know Hashem is in charge, and He will. Par- I will partner with Him, and I will be the junior partner, and He'll be the senior partner. But I will be involved. It's a contradiction. Right? Why does he want our contribution if he does it anyway? We do our ishtavus, and then Hashem finishes the job. And then he goes to Yeshua Hashem. We discuss this often. Rav Salvechik writes this often. The ultimate goal of life is to team up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and have Emunah that he is the one that is involved. That's why B'nai Yisrael sung Shira only after Kriyas Yamsuf and not after Yetzias Mitzrayim because Yetzias Mitzrayim was all Hashem and that's not the goal. Kriyas Yamsuf, we participated. We went into the water too. Vayaminu Bashem Moshe Avdo only then. Emunah. They believed in Hashem when they participated. Right? Har Sinai, Har Hamoriah. Har Sinai does not have everlasting Kedusha. Har Hamoriah does. Because Har Sinai was all Hashem. Hashem gave us the Torah, He came down. Har Hamoriah, Avram Avinu. He was Moser at that spot. Comes up all the time. When a Jew is involved, that makes all the difference. And that's what Rav Yosef Nechemia now continues. Pshita misha somech rak al kochom Hashem yaser libo shezeh built imam in nikra. If somebody just misha he focuses only on himself, 
It's all kochivosam yadi, that's obviously a lack. But the opposite is also a problem. If I only focus on Hashem and I don't think, I don't have to do anything. Misha botech b'ashem elashasomich legamre alanes. Bebresha kesaber shahar beirevach basolofanov. What did Mordechai tell Esther? Hashem, Hashem yazor. Revach basol yamble yudim makamacher. But it's, it doesn't happen by itself. If you hold ein adam lasim uma im ki emuna, it's a level. Becholzos einzu elakatnus emuna. It's missing something. It's limited emuna. Ki emuna chashuba vanechbadu hulichlos shnei afachemanal. Ultimate emuna is when we team up and we have the balance of hishtablus and recognizing that Hashem is in charge. Vihine Noach. So Noach built the teva, but he didn't go in. Hashem could save me even if I don't go in. Lo nichras l'mayim ha'chedachku ha'mayim ki amar b'nafsho harbi revach ha'zolofanov v'emi ha'zorach l'asos palam l'himalit v'derach ha'teva I had to do more than this. I built the table for 120 years to try to get them to do tshuva. I tried, I tried and nothing worked and nobody was inspired. But now he could save me in, in many ways. I have to actually go into the teva? So he was lacking a little bit in the definition of emuna according to this. He thought Hashem could do everything, even now, this last moment. That's the lower level than the ultimate partnership that HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks of us to be able to partner with Him uh, with the recognition that what He is, He's obviously the, the senior partner. Okay, so we go on to the Tefa. Again, there's so much here. Not a short parsha. So we'll discuss one Rashi. Another Rashi later on. Noach spends his life, spends his year doing chesed. Spends his year doing chesed. Feeding all the animals. Yomam Valaila. Some animals eat by day. Some animals eat by night. And the Pazak says in Pazak of Gimel, Vayishar ach noach vaasher ito bateva. Ach noach. Unusual word. What is that word ach doing there? So Rashi says, ach noach. Okay, lava noach, only noach, zeo pshuto. Medrashagada. Ach is like a groan, an expression of pain. Ach. Maybe that's where it comes from. Hayagoneach vikohedam mitorach abhemos vachayos. He was groaning and krechzing, and he was bleeding from feeding all the animals. The yesh omrim she'icher mizonos la'ari. Some say, now you see on the top of source number nine, he delayed bringing the, the, the food to the lion on time. The hikisho and the lion like grabbed with his paw and Noach got hurt. Noach got hurt. What's the message of that Rashi for us? What's Rashi trying to tell us? What's the Medrash trying to tell us? Ask the Eish Talmud. Tamua. Mara ha'ari lachisho. Achashay noach moser lo'ela b'chol yom v'yom. The animals knew how hard noach was working. They knew. What was he getting so crazy about? What was he getting so mad about? Noach is the one that gives him the food. V'nosan l'mazonos b'zmanu b'keseder v'chimishum she'ichar pamachas ha'yitzorach lachisho. One time you gotta give him a bang, a, a paw. The Yesh Levair. Shahaarye Ramaz La Noach, you know what the Arye is telling Noach? Shakiva and Shikola Olam Shamim. The whole world is desolate. I'm the only lion left. I'm the only one left. Or the only two. You know, me and my wife over here, me and my female, we will start lions for all of history. Do you recognize that significance and importance? You're going to delay bringing us food? Not not out of arrogance, but out of recognition. We are the lions. For all of eternity, we are the only ones here. And we will propagate every lion for the rest of time. 
Realize the responsibility that you have. What an achrayas you have. Recognize that. Lion's a non-kosher animal. So there's only two of them. Recognize that responsibility, Noach. Says the Eshtabid. That brings us to us. The Af'anu Nishanein Latzveinu Kaleis. We have to think about our lives. Right? We are the only lions around. The small group of Shomrei Torah Umitzvos, Jews out there. Well, there's only 12 million or so Jews. What tiny percentage of the world that is to be an Arla Goyim. Every Jew, every Shomrei Torah Umitzvos has to have, think about the Achrayas. Everything in the future generations have to come from us. Right, we're in a marble. The whole world is a marble. You could have a marble of water, you could have a marble of cell phones. Right, this, this past week, right, I saw the, an article, right, there was like five hours that, there was no WhatsApp, there was no Facebook, there was, we actually communicated with each other for five hours. We actually felt free. We actually felt that we weren't missing something. We weren't being flooded for those couple hours. We have to realize there's a mobble out there. And we're the lions. And we have to make sure that we bear that responsibility. And shuls. And Bati Medrash, that's the Teva. Right? Every shul and yeshiva and school and house place of learning, these are the Ari Miklat, these are the Tevas. And we have to realize the Achrayas that each of us have. Okay. One final thought for the evening. Parakhtes. Parakhtes Pasikvav. After the Mabel, Hashem gives Noach and his children a bracha, another Puravu. And then he goes into some halachas. Ach basar benafsho damalos ochelu v'achas dimchem benafsho sechem edrosh miyad chol hayad rishenu miyad adam miyad eshachiv edrosh is never shadam shofech dam haadam ba adam damo yishafech murder the isra of murder ki b'tzelam alokim asas adam b'tzelam alokim asas adam. So this sounds like a bracious pasuk, not a noach pasuk. Ki b'tzelam alokim asas adam. It sounds like bracious. Sounds like last week. Talking about Ases Adam. What's this doing here? You don't catch it unless you like think about it for a minute. What's this doing in Parshas Noach? Says Rabbi Sachs. here in the again in the safer that came out, the last one, while he was still alive. Judaism's life changing ideas. The world started again this parsha. So there are parallels between Perak Aleph and Parakhtes. It's world take two. World take two. God begins again, this time with Noach in place of Adam, father of a new start to the human story. Genesis 9 is therefore parallel to Genesis 1, with two significant differences. Number one, there's a word that's repeated over and over again in Parak Aleph and in Parakhtes, but they're not the same word. Parak Aleph is Tov. Tov is repeated often. Hashem always sees everything as Tov. Tov, Tov, Tov. In this Perek, in Perektes, the word Bris is repeated. Covenant. Because now it's about a, an agreement. It's not just describing the world, but it's a covenant with the world. Hashem makes a covenant not to destroy again. And people make covenants to try to do their best. But there's another difference. It says Salam Alokim in Parag Aleph, it says Salam Alokim in Parag But it's two different emphases. It says Rabbi Sachs, Salam Alokim in Parag Aleph is meant to teach each of us that we have a Salam Alokim. That's what the context is. Hashem created man with a Salam Alokim. With an Efesh Chaya, with a, with a Nishama. Where's the, what's the context of Selam Alakim here in Parakhtes? Shofech Dama Adam Ba Adam. Don't murder. Keep it Selam Alakim Asa Adam. 
What does that mean? It's not about every person recognizing the Salam Alakim within themselves. It's about recognizing the Salam Alakim in each other. In the other person. And that's a different message. And maybe Hashem realizes that's what the world needs to function. Because Kain and Hevel already happened. And the Dora Mabel already happened. Both of those are murder and, and, and thievery. It's all about not recognizing the Salam Alokim in the other. So that's what had to change. Perak Aleph and Perak Tests. After the flood, he taught Noah and through him all of humanity that we should think not of ourselves, but of the human other, as in the image of God. The greatest religious challenge is, can I see God's image in one who is not in my image, whose color, class, culture, or creed is different than mine? And he says, he wants her pshat. So maybe that's the pshat in the bracha of, of uh, Bore Nefashos. Very unusual bracha. Tosas already discusses this. Bore Nefashos Rabos, right? Hashem created many Nefashos, Vechesronan, and their deficiencies. Why are we thanking Hashem for creating us with deficiencies? Tosas gives one pshat in Masechas Brachas. Right? Sex quotes another pshat. We thank Hashem for the fact that we have deficiencies and therefore we have to connect to other people to be mashlim, those deficiencies. And we thank Hashem for the concept of society and brotherhood and connection. And the fact that we're different and we have deficiencies mean, means I need someone else. But what we learn from Paraktes is we have to remember Selam Elohim, not just in ourselves, which is important too. We have to remember the Selam Elohim within ourselves. But Paraktes adds on the Selam Elohim in the other as well. We should be zochet to recognize it and start thinking about Avram, who comes onto the scene at the end of this week's Parsha and will be major in the next couple of Parshas. Okay, we'll stop here.